Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, our episode today is going to be talking about our bread, my bread and butter, what I, how I got financially free, real estate, and I'm happy to bring a veteran, 19 years of experience in multifamily, Bill Ham, to discuss real estate, the market economy, crazy times. Bill, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Doctor, how are you doing? Yeah, um, it, it's great to have, uh, you know, I'm always talking to people, getting di- different ideas, different viewpoints, putting things together. So tell people about your background and your story and we'll get started. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. I've been uh, real estate for 19 years now, technically multifamily for 19 years as my very first deal was a duplex. I don't really consider that proper multifamily. That's more like a house. But uh, yeah, I was a pilot uh, by trade. And in 2005, uh, I I got the bug. I saw friends of mine flipping houses, doing real estate. And I thought, you know, these these guys aren't any smarter than I am. So uh, why why am I getting up going to work? You know, and they're making what I was making all year long working, you know, in in a flip or two, right? And so uh, I spent about a year studying, reading, going to seminars, you know, all the things that we all do. Uh, took the plunge 2005. I closed my very first deal as a duplex, walked away from uh, aviation full time and went into real estate. Uh, about a thousand units later, I'm, I'm still here, been been out here for uh, 19 years now, been through all of the market cycles, the up and the down, uh, avid uh, student of the economy. So, you know, I'm, I'm in tune with what's going on and at the same time, curious to see what's going on. So, you know, in the market. So, yeah, that's uh, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Like I said, um, you know, we're we're living in crazy times, just asset bubbles, price, you know, interest rates, you know, crashes here and, you know, all of a sudden, um, you know, one thing is uh, talking about, uh, you know, we'll get into multifamily, but um, one thing is uh, just talking about the this economy, especially for real estate, um, just kind of your overall, like view, you know, which uh asset class in within real estate are going to be doing well, which ones to watch out for? What are your thoughts? So my expertise is in multifamily. So um, I started off doing houses and then not, you know, within a few years I had gone into apartments and I say apartments being hundred plus unit apartment complexes, which is pretty much all I do now. Um, So that's where my main focus is multifamily. I do study the other things, Uh, you know, obvious answer, be careful about um, office where we're all waiting to see if the back to work scenario really plays out. I think office will do better in the future. uh, But I think that's certainly a storm that is going to have to be weathered. Um, Multifamily will will do all right, Uh, you know, depends on fundamentals, depends on how you bought the asset. If you're Johnny come lately to the market, you, you bought in the last two years, you may have overpaid, depends. Uh, tremendous amount of maturity exposure, and that's across all assets. The, you know, loan maturity, that's going to be the interesting aspect of this particular market. You know, I went through 08, I saw uh, all of that. Um, this market is very similar, but at the same time, very different. 
And in the the uh, debt, the maturity exposure that we have in this market now, all these short-term loans come and do is um, going to be a very interesting aspect. So that's where I think you're going to see the the market really turn over is uh, in, in loan maturity. So uh, multifamily, that's going to be office first, multifamily probably second. Houses uh, probably shouldn't be too bad in single family on the turnover. But, um, you know, industrial, some of the other things seem to be doing okay. So that's kind of a quick predict. Yeah, I'm also I also hear like you know for example storage, um you know car washes kind of these things these others um, but uh, yeah it's definitely and especially it's everything is lo lo location dependent so some places may experience downturn really a crazy market um, yeah certain cities certainly will be more or less affected absolutely you know kind of this Fed you know interest rate pause or skip whatever you want to call it. Um, so, you know, kind of telling, uh, you know, real estate, I mean, of course, this is not financial advice, but should people be waiting on the sidelines, just seeing what's doing, um, you know, kind of criteria for, you know, getting in, what are your thoughts? I, I think it is always the right time to buy real estate. It's not always the right time to sell it, right? It is, it is always the right time to buy. It is always the right time to own. Maybe not always the right time to exit. Okay. But when I say it is always the right time to buy real estate, I, I say that with the carve out at the right price, right? So, so a good deal is always a good deal. And that's what I always, I, I remind my students and the people that I work with is listen, you know, it, it's it, a good deal is always a good deal. It doesn't matter, you know, what the market's doing. Uh, you know, this and the other. Now, what is a good deal today in today's market? Okay, that's probably a better question. And and can we find what we consider a good deal? Yes. Okay, that is also tough. <clears throat> so, you know, that that's what we're up to. Uh, but I would say, no, you certainly want to be looking at deals on a regular basis. You, there's, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you didn't ask this question, but there's only really three things you need to be worried about in real estate. Deal flow, deal analysis, networking. That's it. So should you stop looking at deals? Of course not. You should be analyzing them, meeting realtors, you know, looking at deals. Should you close them right now? Well, yeah, if you find the right deal, it's a good deal. Are you going to find that? That is tough. We're finding that prices along with the interest rates. Uh, sellers are, are asking yesterday's prices. And with the interest rates of tomorrow, there's a lot of sort of standstill in in the pricing and in asking a bit ask gap. But uh, yeah, always anybody that's new to real estate, you absolutely want to get in, study, learn. Now's a great time to get your momentum and be careful what you buy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Basically, you don't want to be overpaying um, and, uh, you know, make sure the debt servicing, you know, get good debt financing, uh, you know, especially right now, interest rates. So, you know, since you're, an expert in multifamily. One thing we want to, you know, kind of talk about is uh, this uh, idea with people looking into getting into it. What's been the hardest part about, you know, building a multifamily portfolio? You know, how is it different than single family and uh, other assets? Yeah, um, okay, it's probably easier to say whether well, they're similar. Yeah, they, you know, they're they're similar in it's all real estate. It's all a business. Uh, you you have to understand your business systems. And so what I would say, the difference between single family and multifamily is, is just commas and zeros. It's just a product. You know, if you don't understand your business, the product is irrelevant. So don't get stuck on the concept of single family, multifamily. Think about building systems for bringing deals in. Think about building systems for knowing what a good deal is. And then how are you going to get these things funded? If, if you can kind of set up systems for those three concepts, 
single family, multifamily, you know, storage, apartment, it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, so I would say more to the to the question, one of the, the most uh, difficult things of getting started is knowing what that first step is. You know, what that's one thing I run into so often, like, I want to get into the business, I want to start investing. What do I do? What's the next step? So I think just kind of knowing where to get started is uh, is probably one of the biggest things. And so I'll, I'll give you the answer. Just deal flow. Just go out and start looking at deals. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, just go meet people, start looking at deals, learn deal analysis. That's that's your action step. Easier said than done, but that's what you want to do. Your advice reminds me of, you know, going on to Google Finance and looking at stocks, you know, their PE ratios, their price right. sales, you know, all of those and it's kind of like in real estate, you have to actually go out, actually look at it. You have to evaluate it. One thing is uh, you've written a book, uh, which the link will be in the show notes, talking about uh, real estate financing. So one of them's um, real estate raw. And then the other one is uh, it's a step-by-step -step instruction manual to building a portfolio as well as- Creative um, cash. That's the second one. So I have two books, real estate raw and creative cash, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what is creative financing and how have you used it? So creative financing is a general term, you know, used to uh, mean getting a deal done without using a bank, right? Or without going in and getting a mortgage, putting money down, you know, qualifying for a loan. So I'll say any, any way of getting the deal done outside of going to the bank, doing all that is creative financing. Um, you know, I have done my first uh, 402 units I did without walking into a bank uh, and putting down money. So they were all different ways of match lease options, seller financing, uh, creative partnerships, American Express. <laughs> yeah, don't do that last one. But, um, you know, just every way of getting deals done, uh, I did in my, my the beginning. And the reason that I used creative financing and I used all those techniques was because I was new to the business. I was inexperienced. I didn't have any money. So I, I didn't have the relationships. I didn't have the experience and I had quit my job. So I didn't really have a choice. I had to figure out uh, a sink or swim model. And that's how I broke into the real estate business was just really solving problems. Short answer, going out, finding a seller that has an issue, figuring out a way to become the solution for that seller, exchanging my you know solution, sweat equity, whatever the case, sometimes money, the equity in the asset and the the ability to get in there on that deal. And so that's how I broke into the business. And that's what Creative Cash is, the book. It's it's sort of uh, my first 402 units and how I did that. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, your approach. reminds me of this uh, book, um, Nothing Down for the 90s or, you know, 2000s or one of those books. And um, so, you know, one question that the audience will have is, you know, especially real estate business based on trust, uh, really can't trust people these days. Uh, so how do you, you know, how do you, you know, basically, you know, wasting your time, you know, knocking on doors or emailing and, you know, getting the seller financing through, isn't it easier just to go through, you know, brokers or other um, institutions? Absolutely. So, so comment number one, creative financing is not a, a solution to all things. See, and that's where a lot of people make a mistake. They think, okay, I'm going to go out and, and get Bill's book and I'm going to learn creative financing and then I'm going to apply that to every deal out there. And I don't need money, no money down, no credit, no problem. <laughs> Those are not true. That is guru nonsense. That's not the real business. That's not how it really works, right? <laughs> you have to have value. That's the only reason someone's going to do business with you is because you have value. So let's be real clear about that. Step number one, be valuable. Step number two, okay, how? You know, how do you go out and do that? 
Well, there's creative financing. So what I tell everybody is just analyze deals the regular way, exactly like you just suggested. You need to know realtors. You need to know sellers. You need to have credibility and you need to be able to bring doors uh, deals in the door and to analyze them. All right. You sit out and you say, can I go to the bank, get a loan, put money down for this deal? No, those numbers don't work for whatever reason. You're now going to throw the deal in the trash and move on. I'm saying, hold on. Instead of throwing in the trash at that point, let's apply a little creativity. It, it adds maybe 10, 15% probability you're going to close that deal. That's it. That's what I want everybody to understand. Creative financing is just that extra little space of probability that adds to your close. It's not the uh, one size fits all. If somebody tells you that, it's not true. They're probably about to sell you some kind of course, you know, have you run to the back of the room and get out your credit card and all this, and, you know, whatever. So that's, that's, I do not sell anything like that. Right. And, uh, and so creative financing is, again, it's just a tool in the toolbox. That's it. And you mentioned on um, seller financing. What is, uh, what is this? Uh, you talk about lease options for, um, seller financing lease options those are two big ones yeah. explain to like people that don't know what um, all right so quickly seller financing is is pretty much exactly like it sounds right the the seller is going to uh give you a mortgage instead of cash all right so comment number one a seller to do true seller financing there's some yeah buts but for true seller financing uh the seller has to own the property free and clear Right. They can they themselves cannot have a mortgage because they can't give you a mortgage if they owe the bank the property. Right. So, number one, seller has the property free and clear and they want to sell you the property. For whatever reason, you you're not going to be able to go to the bank and get a loan. The seller is going to give you a mortgage. Maybe you put down some money, but they're they're instead of cash at closing, they're accepting an IOU. All right, and they are going to transfer the title to you just like a normal sale. Uh, they are only going to have a lien on the property, just like a bank would. And so the seller is just acting like the bank. And if you don't pay the seller, just like a bank, they could go through the foreclosure process, take the possession of the property, just like a bank. Um, all right, so a master lease option. Uh, we only use the term master when we're talking about multiple units. It's really a lease option. So if you've ever heard of lease option or even a rent to own, let's just be simple. That's all it is. It's a rent to own over multiple units. We call it a master lease option. Uh, it's quickly, it's two documents. And this is, this is the boarding part, so I'll go quick. It's two documents. We keep them separate. It's a master lease and an option to purchase. The lease, uh, together, they're the master lease option. The lease gives me the ability to rent the property. So let's say, uh, Darlie, you had a property and you wanted to sell it. Uh, I would come in and give you a match lease option. The lease allows me to run the property, cash flow, control the operations, right? Maybe you, uh, you, your occupancy is bad, your collections are bad. This would allow me to come in and fix that. But I don't want to come in and do this work on your property and make your property worth a lot more. And then you turn around and sell it to somebody else. You know, why would I do that? So therefore, the option to purchase. So it's a rental agreement, lets us come in and operate the property with the right to buy it someday in the future. And you and I are going to go ahead and agree on that price today. Idea is that I make the property worth more through my effort than it was uh, when we put it under contract. And then I have the right to buy it in the future. So that is a 10,000 foot view of a master lease options. A lot more to it than that, but pretty quickly, that's uh, that's what it is. That's in, yeah. Like I said, for the audience, you know, we're just talking ideas, you know, be sure to consult a professional before you so, do any of this stuff. Um, really reach out to an attorney and that's like every every other chapter in my book is like do remember <laughs> to contact an attorney yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the laws are pretty standard i have found throughout the states texas is the one state that has some funny laws 
around lease options. So absolutely uh, contact an attorney in any state, but definitely in Texas. Yeah. And as we get to the kind of the final conclusion, tell, um, you know, kind of, you know, some of your successes and some of, you know, kind of your worst success and what things to watch out for, um, you know, and then how can people contact you? You know, I've had, uh, you know, over 19 years, I'd have to, I'd have to sit here and, and no, I've had some great successes. Um, you know, I've had some, some really bad failures. Uh, full disclosure, I have uh, been in foreclosure, so I have lost property. Uh, I've never filed a bankruptcy, but I've come close. Uh, so I have, have made a lot of money and I have had been through down cycles. I've been through 08. I've been through the, the market where, you know, everybody was running out of the burning building. Well, hey, I owned the burning building. That was to me the building that everybody ran out of was mine, right? So I've been through these markets. And what I want to tell everybody here is, listen, just learn what you're doing. Learn the business. It's a, It's just, it's always Tuesday. It's just another Tuesday at the office, right? Just don't worry about it as long as you know what you're doing. It's always the right time to buy real estate. Um, you know, so again, I've had a lot of success, a lot of failure. Uh, you know, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. I'm still here. You'll be here. You know, just the only time the only time you're really gonna make a problem is if you quit. That's what I tell you. You know, just you're making some mistakes, punch through it. All right. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate you having me on the show. If anybody wants to reach out to me, uh, my email, bill.com, G-L-L, we'll put that in the notes. And uh, you can always go to my my website, which is real estate, uh, just like the book. So real estate, right? And for the all the audience out there, let's thank Bill for his um coming onto the show. None of this is financial advice, it's just you know, these are ideas out there stimulate your thoughts, be careful what you invest, and um, don't put in more than you can afford to lose. Uh, all of Bill's resources will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Exactly. Take care. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you Wherever you are listening, if you like it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next.